This is episode 435 of the AWS podcast, released on April 4th, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AWS Podcast. Sam Lesher here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by Ryan Holland, who's a principal industry specialist here at AWS. G'day, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, we're having you here to talk about a very special topic, which is Amazon Macy. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about the work you do at Amazon and also some of the the work you've done before Amazon. Sure, yeah. So I'm on the external security services team. Our team builds a lot of the security services that we have on the platform. So things like Guard Duty, Security Hub, Amazon Macy, which we're going to talk about here today as well as uh, Inspector and Amazon Detective as well. I work under the product management organization within ESS, and I work with a lot of our key customers, as well as our developers and product management teams. This is actually my second go at AWS, so... Uh, <laughs> like me. <laughs> Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, a lot, like a lot of boomerangs. Yeah, we have a lot of them here. So prior to rejoining AWS about two years ago, I was, uh, spent three years at one of our partners, Logic. And prior to that, I did four years as a senior manager for solution architects on the uh, partner team. So I ran the partner SA team for security, networking, and storage. And then uh, before that, I spent about seven years at uh, Trend Micro, also one of our security partners. So a lot of, lot of security conversations, and I'm, I'm guessing you get to talk to a lot of customers about a lot of security concerns. So when we talk about what is Amazon Macy, let's maybe start before we even get into it. What is the, the big challenge that customers face in this domain that we had to think about creating something? You know, it really comes down to visibility of data and understanding, first and foremost, where you have your data. And one of the challenges we found when we started talking to customers about uh, Macy initially was trying to figure out how much of their data they thought they were going to need to perform the inspection on. Right? When we, we, you know, we relaunched Macy, we had a previous version of the service. And, and that was one of the pain points we found with customers was they didn't know what they didn't know. So it was difficult to figure out where should I point this thing? And so that was why one of the reasons we when we rebuilt the service, we made sure that visibility and understanding your S3 landscape across the entire organization was one of the key features we really emphasized and wanted to make sure that we, we gave customers that visibility. So you can see what S3 buckets you have and what account, how much data is in there and how those buckets are configured. But ultimately, the bigger problem we're trying to solve for people is do you know where you have any sensitive data, which you know could be PII, personal identifiable information, it could be personal health information, but also could be things like credential data, financial data, or even you know internal product names that you want to look for, things of that nature. So helping customers really get visibility into how they're using S3 and then what type of data that they're storing in those and does that align with their expectations? Generally speaking, you know, customers know they have sensitive data in S3. It's perfectly fine to store it there. We just want to make sure that they're not finding sensitive data in locations where you're not expecting it. Uh, so that's kind of the like, really high level that we're trying to solve. And this is a typical enterprise challenge, isn't it? Is, is you know, dude, where's my data? Where am I storing it? Do the right people have access to it? Has it been seen by people who shouldn't be seeing it, et cetera? This is not just in the cloud. This is anywhere that, that you know, most enterprises will struggle with this. And how have they tried to tackle this in the past? And what are some of the gaps you've seen for that customers are trying to overcome? Yeah, this definitely isn't a, a unique AWS situation. I, I would say that we have some of the tools that, you know, kind of the nature of the platform and having tools like Macy makes it easier to solve that problem than it would be in a lot of other cases because of the ability to use you know, APIs to query information and our ability to look across accounts and give you a whole roll-up enterprise-wide view of how you're using S3 across all of your accounts. You know, 
historically, people, I mean, really, the only way to really check what's in the object is really to read it and compare it against, you know, known sensitive data types, and then ensure that that data that you're where you're finding those sensitive data is is a location you expect it, and that's got appropriate security and access controls on it. So let's dive into what Amazon Macy is, and also, you know, this is the new Macy. So uh, it was rebuilt based upon customer feedback, which you know, ninety percent of our roadmap comes from customer feedback. And in this case, they said uh, it doesn't quite hit the mark. Do better. So tell us what it is and, and how it's better than the last version. When we talked to customers initially, there was two kind of big pain points. One was price, right? So it was the initial version of Macy was was fairly expensive. So that was probably our most consistent piece of feedback. The second part, again, goes back to that visibility because the price point might not have been you know, terribly as much of an issue if customers knew where all that data was and they, only, they can do very small targeted assessments. But like I said, in a lot of cases, just because of the kind of vastness of S3, it was hard to understand where you were storing your data and how those buckets were configured. And also, as customers started growing the number of accounts, you know, using account level isolation for applications, which is great from a security perspective for blast radius and stuff like that. But it also meant you now have hundreds and some some of our customers thousands of accounts. And being able to get a view of how S3 is used and configured across all thousand plus accounts can be difficult. So that's why the first part that we built into this was that visibility to give you centralized visibility across S3 for all of your accounts within an organization and see how those are configured to help focus and narrow down where you might want to go do sensitive data discovery. And that's that second part, which we've also greatly improved over the initial Macy by expanding the set of managed data types. So the types of data that we can identify in the objects. We also added one key feature that customers have been requesting, which was custom data types. So, you know, it's a managed service. It's on us to be able to identify common things like driver's licenses and passports, names, addresses, credit cards. Right? Those are all things that... You want to get out of the box. Yeah, you get that out of the box. But invariably, everyone has something right inside your organization that's unique to you. So your employee ID format or your customer IDs, patient IDs, internal project code names. Maybe you want to go and find you know, all the project unicorn files that you have stored across S3. So customers really needed the ability to define something that was bespoke to them. Uh, so we added that capability in, in the new release as well. And then addressing the price, you know, that was where a lot of our engineering effort went in. And we were able to drop the top line price by over 80%. So 80% was the reduction in sense of data discovery. And, and with tier pricing, it goes down to about 95%. So huge reduction in price while adding the better detections and um, you know, it's much faster and ability to scan data at scale as well. And, and this is a really relevant service in, in the context of a lot of customers in different locations around the world who have to meet different regulatory requirements. So things like GDPR and CCPA. How does this service help customers with that? So, you know, it, it is a, a very common use case we do see is people using Macy to help them understand where PII exists. So, you know, with CCPA and GDPR, customers have to, you know, have strict controls over who can access that type of data. And the only way you can really do that is if you know where it's at. And so we do see a number of customers that are using this to help them understand if they have sensitive data in S3, where it's at. And then, you know, looking at the controls that are on the objects and those buckets to ensure that they're protecting those appropriately. But also, most importantly, to make sure that inadvertently you didn't end up with some of that sensitive data in a place you weren't expecting that maybe might not have the level of controls applied to it that you would have applied had you known that it contained a whole bunch of, of personal information, for example. 
And so when Macy detects there's a, an anomaly of, of that sort of nature, what are some of the options customers have in terms of how they can action it? We don't, we don't want to just create security findings of just say, hey, you're sensitive data. We want to be able to do something about it. One of the patterns that we've leveraged on, on all of our ESS services is to use EventBridge, you know, formerly known as CloudWatch Events, to send out actionable findings and include as much information in those findings as we can to enable downstream automation or action to take place. So for example, we're looking at a bucket, we pick up some objects and it's got a whole bunch of names and social security numbers or credit cards in it. We will create a finding for that, which you can view in the console, which is you know nice if you're sitting there looking at one or two of them, but we also send it out to the BetRidge to allow you to have it processed through automation. And there are certain use cases we've seen where, for example, if an object is in a public bucket or if an object is, you know, has a public ACL, which might be fine for certain types of data, but obviously not for sensitive data, having automatically apply an encryption key or, or make it not public in order to protect that while it's being looked at or to create a ticket to the owner of the bucket to make sure that they're aware of that sensitive data and, and then evaluate the controls that they have on the bucket, the object. But we include a lot of that information in the finding, such as, you know, is the bucket public? Is the object public? Is it encrypted? If so, what type of encryption is used? That can help make some automated decisions on those findings as they're being generated by the system. So you don't have to have a person who's going to sit there every morning and look through your, your Macy findings. We want to be able to help customers drive automation as much as possible. Closing that discovery and resolution loop is, is super important. So Amazon Macy, it's a regional service, so you turn it on in the regions you want to use it in and it gets up and running and away you go. What are some of the best practices or great uses you've seen for how customers have been taking advantage of, of Amazon Macy? So, you know, getting it up and running is one of the areas we've really put a lot of effort in and making it very easy to do. So this is our second ESS service to integrate directly with AWS organizations. We've gotten tremendously good feedback from customers. They really love this approach. And again, it becomes a necessity when you start dealing with accounts in the numbers of thousands where you're creating new accounts all the time for each new application. It'd be very difficult for the security team to make sure that all of those new accounts are set up correctly, but also maintain you know, the correct configuration that you expect. So working with the AWS organization team, we're leveraging the delegated administrator feature, which allows you to delegate management of Macy across your entire organization to a central security account. It's a one-time step from your organization root account. You, you simply put in the account number you want to delegate, and that, that account will be able to press a single button and enable the service across all your accounts and all future new accounts that join. So you don't have to run any bootstrap scripts or, or monitor. It just picks it up as it goes. So there's no sort of rogue data flying around the place. Yeah. We used to have, you know, we had customers that would use scripts and things like that and bootstrap the accounts. And it just seemed like undifferentiated heavy lifting for customers to have to make sure that things are turned on for them. So we gave them the option of this auto enable where organizations will tell us a security service when a new account's created and if the customer has chose that option, we'll automatically turn it on for them, make it a member and it's already set up so you don't have to do any additional work on that part there to get going. That's really, really, really effective. And what else do you see in terms of sort of best practices and how customers are using it and, and what they've discovered? So the, the next part is to, to really look at the top level data. So that visibility of tracking what buckets are public, what buckets have encryption applied to them. And then the other category that we look at too is how those buckets are shared across the accounts. So looking at bucket policies, or bucket ACLs that grant some other account access to your bucket, totally valid use case, especially if it's another one of your accounts. But we highlight those for you. And we also highlight if that account is not a member of your organization, and that could be a higher security risk. So 
you know, the first thing to do is look at the, the bucket level metadata that we collect and make sure that, first of all, is there anything in there that looks unusual to you, right? Did you not expect to have public buckets? Uh, so we give you a really easy way to, you know, look at all of your buckets across all your accounts and kind of filter based on what type of encryptions used and whether or not it's shared or replicated. Bucket replication is another thing that we track or if it's public or encrypted, and use that to really identify a small subset or a smaller subset of your overall data that you know you might be curious to do sensitive data discovery on because of the way it's configured. Maybe you didn't expect a bucket to have un unencrypted objects in it, and it's in one of your player or developer accounts. It might be something that you want to ensure that you don't have real customer data in there in that case. But really, I'd say one of the key best practices is to, to use that metadata and that information to narrow down the scope of what S3 buckets you end up having to do sensitive data discovery on. Because one of the kind of, I'd say, pitfalls we've seen people do is they look at the total usage in S3 and think, okay, well, now I need, to, I need to do sensitive data discovery on all of that. And for the most part, that's not the case because typically you know some of that sensitive and there's, there's really no point in paying us to tell you what you already know. So I'd say the big practices is to, to use the metadata that we give you and your knowledge of where you expect to see sensitive data to, to really narrow down and focus sensitive data discovery on those things that either look unusual or um, are configured in such a way they might be publicly accessible or accessible to third parties that you want to continuously make sure never have a data spillage in those buckets, rather than just looking at, I'm going to go and do sensitive data discovery across every object in S3. Yeah, that could be more than one object. <laughs> Yeah, it generally will be at least a couple. <laughs> now, the other nice thing about the service is there's a free trial. It's a 30-day free trial. And I like two things about it. Firstly, you get to test out the service and see how it's going. But it will also give you a cost estimate across all your accounts to see what it would cost to use it on a monthly basis once the free trial ends. So you kind of really get a genuine try-before-you-buy type approach. Yeah, and just on the free trial part, just to make sure everyone's aware, the, the free trial covers that visibility and monitoring. So when we when you enable that service, you know we start tracking. We give you the visibility of all your buckets across all your accounts, how many objects are in them, what the total size are, how they're configured from you know public encryption, replication, or shared. And we, we monitor that on an ongoing basis, and we'll send alerts if they change. So if somebody sets up bucket replication with a third-party account or disables the encryption as the encryption policy on a bucket. Those will generate findings, those will generate alerts. And, and that monitoring and that visibility is what's included in the free trial. After the free trial, that becomes very, very cheap anyways. It's 10 cents a month per bucket, which for most of our customers is very small. The second pricing dimension is that sensitive data discovery. And this one costs us a lot more money to do. This is the one that was originally $5 gigabyte in the original Macy, and now we dropped it down to a dollar and then all the way down to a quarter, 25 cents when um, looking at, at high scale. And that part's not included in the free trial. However, we do give every account uh, the first gigabyte free every month in perpetual. So the free trial covers that visibility. And we have a lot of customers who turn it on and they're just like, wow, I've never been able to actually visualize, see how my S3 is configured across all these accounts. And they get a lot of value out of just turning it on and then using that, like I said, to help inform decisions around where you're going to point to sensitive data discovery app. Yeah, it sounds at a minimum, it would be a good thing just to turn it on across all your accounts and just get a lay of the land before you move on to anything else. Yeah, not just lay a land too. I mean, also you get that that monitoring. So someone were to, to disable encryption or share a bucket or replicate a bucket, 
you'll get finding notifications for that as well. And that's all included in that free trial. Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing what customers think of the, the new Amazon Macy. They can visit it at uh, adwest.amazon.com forward slash Macy, M-A-C-I-E. And can you decode for us, Ryan, why it's called Macy? <laughs> you know, I don't actually know the whole history on how it ended up being called Macy. That was a... Uh, it's like a lot of our services, it went through, I'm sure, a very rigorous process on naming. I'm sure there's deep meaning. We'll, we'll, we'll have that as a, as a homework item for both of us because I don't know either. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, no, thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS Podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.